Hey, welcome back to the Noggin Notes podcast. My name is Jake Wiskirchen, and I make mistakes. That's not really what I was intending to do when I was first uh, constructing this podcast, but I figure it's appropriate because last time I told you all that it was episode six, and really it was episode five, and uh, that that's I guess that's part of why I was so stunned last time when I said, man, I can't believe we've gotten this far. Uh, it's because we hadn't actually gotten that far. So this is actually episode six. And we're going to explore shame and guilt in episodes six and seven. And I promise you that those numbers are, are correct this time. And I led by uh, talking about how I make mistakes because it, it directly relates to our topic. But before we get into that, I wanted to give a nod to my company, Zephyr Wellness, which is sponsoring this podcast. You can check out zephyrwellness.org and learn more about how Zephyr is reaching out to improve mental health and mental wellness through its innovative and philanthropic reach and practice and uh maybe uh maybe send an email uh if you have some inquiries uh, you want to you want to ask some questions and i'll answer them the best i can on a listener mail version of the podcast coming up do so through the info at zephyrwellness.org account but today we're talking about shame and guilt and they are unique one to the next so uh, even though i'm lumping them into the same category they are not the same and we want to go back to what Carol Izzard studied about emotions to understand what the difference is between shame and guilt because all 10 emotions that we will cover on this podcast have a unique discrete function and they are all used to tell us something about what the environment is is doing and last week we explored sadness and we defined it as when our expectations fail to get met so if I'm expecting something it doesn't happen that triggers in me some sort of range of sadness disappointment down at the low end all the way up to anguish at the at the top end and this week I want to kick off by saying that shame is very similar to that shame is when we fail to meet somebody else's expectations or we cause sadness in another person so shame is neither good nor bad but there are two different kinds of shame and I'll get into that in just a minute too shame simply tells us that we fail to meet somebody's expectations guilt on the other hand tells us to fix whatever we we missed and failed to meet and go make it right. Now the reason for this dates back to when we were all cavemen and ladies 40,000 some years ago and there's a uh, there's a theory out right now that's a it's a pretty pretty exciting one that says that the reason that homo sapiens which is our our species the reason that homo sapiens evolved and the others like Australopithecus and Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal did not evolve is because homo sapiens have an increased function in their mid to rear brain, which is the limbic system. That's our emotional core, and ultimately that's what helps us connect with other humans. So as the climate changed and the earth evolved and whatnot, the reason that Homo sapiens were able to survive is because they connected through communities, and through those communities they were able to better withstand the elements and the changes that were going on around them. The other hominoids that were walking the earth had a larger frontal cortex part of their brain and that's great for logic and it's great for figuring things out and it's that's where our executive function exists and I, I covered that in the emotions overview that's where our thinking and our and our reason and our rationality live so those folks didn't connect in communities and the theory goes that they all died off because of that they were individuals and they expired in the wilderness they were unable to, to care for themselves or each other because they didn't hang together that leads us to the analysis of shame and guilt. Let's go back to those tribal times, and let's assume that those same 
tribal cavemen and women have the same emotional range that we have today, and they have the same 10 unique emotions. If I'm living in a tribe and I have responsibilities, just like maybe you have responsibilities and your neighbor has responsibilities and your your spouse and, and there are various people in our tribes, we all have responsibilities. If I fail to fulfill my responsibilities, the tribe will look to me with disappointment and say, Jake, you let us down and I should feel some shame. That's what the environment is telling me. I let down my fellow mates and I need to go make it right. That would be the guilt portion. So... Let's say, for example, my job was to go hunt down and kill some meat for dinner, and I didn't come back with a dead deer so that everybody could feed, and everybody looks at me and says, Jake, how are we going to eat? You were responsible for getting us food, and you failed. I should go, oh my gosh, I don't want to get kicked out of my tribe, because if I get kicked out of my tribe, I'm not going to survive. There's an actual adaptive, biological, evolutionary function to shame that says, go make it right so you don't get, quote-unquote, kicked out of your tribe. Now, the sidebar to this is that in today's society, we tend to be heading toward a a shame-free existence where no one's allowed to feel bad because it's uncomfortable. And I'm here to tell you in this podcast that that's woefully dangerous because if we head toward a shame-free society where no one's allowed to feel bad for anything, then what we don't have is accountability and our communities fall apart. Because if I don't believe that I'm somehow responsible to or responsive to my fellow man, my neighbors, the the person across the street, the business owner, you know, for treating him politely or whatever, then what I risk is social isolation. And then, you know, the fabric of our communities all falls apart. And we see this in social media where people are allowed to more or less create anonymous accounts and firebomb away at others with very little recourse or accountability. So there's nothing that actually says, hey, you're hurting me, stop talking like that. Uh, If the person is allowed to be isolated in some basement somewhere and keep flaming the, the people online, then you know what what's the what's the outcome there there's no there's no actual quote unquote kicking out of the community that happens and uh, possibly even worse than that we've got a narrative now that says you're not even allowed to call that person out because nobody's allowed to hurt so don't hold them accountable cuz that might hurt their feelings and as it turns out feelings can't be hurt they can just be felt so that in of itself is a misnomer which brings us to guilt so if i fail to fulfill the expectations of my tribe it triggers in me something that says, go make it right. I go out and I, you know, maybe I don't get a deer for my tribe, but I get a handful of squirrels and maybe some fish and we bring back and, and the tribe says, thanks, Jake, good job. Now we can eat for the for the evening. You're, you're forgiven. And hopefully we move forward in that forgiveness and, and reconciliation and my shame is alleviated, my guilt goes away, and we all uh, are harmoniously living after that. There's a danger in some circles that we can get into a treadmill of guilt and shame and it it never ends. And I'll get into that next episode because I I don't want to make this podcast too long. I promised at the outset that these would all be between 8 and 10 minutes. It seems like they're more like pushing 8 to 12 minutes, but that's okay. I think it's still brief enough to get the point across. So I want to hold off on that treadmill concept for the next podcast and leave you with this idea. When you feel shame... 
don't think of it as as bad. Think of it as informative. And in fact, we should be doing this with all of our emotions. When we feel whatever we feel, we want to label it accurately, and then we want to respond accurately. We want to respond from a place of consideration and thought, not from an emotional place. Because if you're constantly living in shame, chances are you may be acting out of shame. And I mentioned there are two different types of shame. There's shaming forward, which is what I described for the last eight minutes or so, which says, you made a mistake, you let somebody down, and then guilt kicks in and says, go make it right. So if we take the idea of the sadness where somebody steps on the back of my shoe as I'm walking out of the the office, someone inflicted sadness upon me, they disappointed me, I didn't want my shoe stepped on, I turn around and say, hey man, that's not okay. Hopefully that person feels a a, a shame, says, I'm sorry, Jake, Uh, let me fix that for you. And I say, thanks, I got it, and then we move forward. The guilt's alleviated, the shame's alleviated, and we we walk forward. Now there's shame backward, which is when we keep people in shame, telling them that they're a bad person, not that what they did disappointed us, but they're a bad individual for doing it. And that keeps people locked in a one-down position that oftentimes, if done long enough, helps to to prevent the person from moving forward and succeeding in life. They start to believe that they are no good because they're told that they're no good, and that's just not what we want. We don't want to shame people backward. We want to shame forward when appropriate and then give forgiveness and grace and move on in harmony. So for Naga Notes and for Zephyr Wellness, I thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this and it stirred something within you that you want to explore more, I really invite you to go check out the following websites. You can check out sane.org.uk or mind.org.uk. There are great resources there. You can also check out aamft.org, and you can check out nbcc.org or psychologytoday.com. And they're, they're all chock full of resources and more articles. And we also have articles on the Zephyr Wellness website, of course, too. As always, I'm honored that you're listening, and I'm humbled by your presence. And if you have a, a, a question for us, please, I invite you to reach out and email info at nogginnotes.com or info at zephyrwellness.org, and we'll try to get those answered the best that we can in uh, subsequent podcasts. So on behalf of all my partners, I thank you for listening. Invite friends and family to follow us, download these podcasts, listen, and enrich your noggin and educate yourself and I wish you great mental health. Have a great day.